This is episode number 62 with singing superstar Jennifer Page. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Hey, what is up, greats? Thanks so much for hanging out with me on this very special episode of the School of Greatness podcast because I've got a surprise for you guys. One, you get to hear me sing and play the guitar. And two, you get to listen to one of the most talented singers probably in the world, Jennifer Page, uh, sing a little bit, kind of like tease you a little bit on this episode, but also we do a little duet and sing a song. And there's a video over on the show notes at lewishouse.com. If you want to watch it, a little one or two minute clip of uh, me attempting to accompany me, uh, Jennifer with her singing, uh, a Cheryl Crow song, and I uh, I sing a little bit in there as well. But if you guys don't know who Jennifer Page is, she is the one who uh, co-wrote and sang this huge hit song back in the day called Crush, which I'll cue the music right now. That's right. That song. I don't know if you guys remember that song, but it was a huge hit. It was like number one on the charts for weeks and weeks and weeks. I think I was like, you know, making out to my girlfriend at that song. And it was, you know, just like a fun summer type of song. That was a huge hit all over the world. And um, Jennifer actually reached out to me on Twitter a few months ago. And uh, we, we connected, became friends. She came out to LA. We recorded in the studio, and uh, she's got a lot of cool things that she's been doing. She did that song uh, years ago and uh, has been writing, has come out with another record that's been a big hit globally. She's done a lot of touring. She's done commercial work. She's done lots of different stuff, and uh, she's coming on to talk about her journey to the top and what it's like for an artist today on how to get discovered or create your own business from your talent and your music. So I'm excited to bring her on and let her discuss this journey with you. And let's dive in and connect with the one and only Jennifer Page. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Whether you're searching for a home to buy or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. You can favorite homes, share listings with others, and even schedule tours with a local Redfin agent, all in the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. They know how to help you win the right home at the right price. So download the Redfin app to get started today. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. Days and nights and days been caught in a rhythm. Can't keep running. Never look, never looks back to the promises broken, but can't help And welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness. I'm super excited today because I've got a new friend who's in my studio, the School of Greatness studio in Los Angeles. Her name is Jennifer Page. What, what is up, Jen? What's up? Do people call you Jennifer? Yeah, that's what they call me. Or Jenny? Both. Both. Ja. Ja. <laughs> Just, I go by whatever people call me, but Jen is usually what people call me. Okay. And Jennifer lived in LA for, what, six years? You used to live here? I, like nine years. Nine years. Yeah. And now you live in Nashville. I do. And Jen, it's like, wait, has it been uh, 20 years? No, no, it hasn't been 20. It's been 15 years, right? Since yeah. this 15-year anniversary <laughs> yeah. this year? Yeah. Since, Something like that. Yeah. Since, I'm not, I can't break it down exactly. Okay. Yeah. So for those... Really, quite a long time. 15 years ago. Is that... Wow. <laughs> Stop. You're making me old. feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so Jennifer is a, a superstar and had a, a hit song that was like a hit for like a year long it was number one in the charts forever it was called crush but uh i remember this we were just having lunch uh, down the street and i told jennifer that i probably like made out to this song a, bu- a bunch of times my, made with my me girlfriend feel really really happy inside <laughs> i'm glad that i can bring about love into the world exactly so i'm excited to talk to jennifer jenny J. <laughs> today because I think she's got a really interesting story and journey. And she was this huge superstar 15 years ago with this big hit single, Crush, right? It was number one for how many weeks? Do you even know? Like 10 weeks or something? I really don't know because really at that time I was pretty much traveling all over the world and I wasn't really focused on that sort of thing. Sure. But it was a hit for like the whole summer or something. Yeah. And you were 19. Yep. 
And how are you discovered? I know that's the question that everyone asks yeah. back in the day, at least. Anyways, right? It's like, how are you discovered? Totally. Um, well, I I'm I was in Las Vegas performing. I'd I'd been on the road with this cover band, and um, I was super young, right out of high school. Went on the road with this band. My parents were dying, of course, and um, I wound up in Vegas at Bally's, the hotel Bally's, and like lived there for six weeks at a time, and then would go to all these other places, but then would always come back to Bally's and so it was like my home away from home and uh and one time I was there and performing in this um this actress Crystal Bernard she was on that show Wings and she was on a show called It's a Living and um I loved that show like I was obsessed she was southern so I kind of felt this little kindred (laughs) spirit you know and um she saw me sing and she was like okay next time you come to LA you've got to give me a call you know definitely and I was like I'd never been to LA you know so I was like definitely I will definitely call you and then I remember running up to my room and jumping on the bed because I was so excited Wow! and um and she was such a star you know so biggest star I'd really met and had given me attention like that so you were what like 16 17 no I was like 18 18. So I think it was 18. So, um, anyway, I was so excited and, um, I did, I took her up on it and, and, uh, and I'd never been to LA, but I called her and, and I said, I was like praying that she would remember me, but like a couple weeks later and I was like, Oh, I'm coming to LA again, you know, next week or like a month or whatever, you know? And so, um, she, she was, she basically, you know, when I got there, she hired me to sing some demos and stuff like that. And, and we became fast friends. And then, um, basically I stayed in LA. Yeah. I never went back to my, my gig. That was it. And that was the start. And she ended up introducing me to the producer who I ended up working with, with on crush and my first record, I was hired as a demo singer. You know, I was just like, I was good at singing demos at the time because I'd been cover bands. So I'd gotten really good at emulating like famous people's voices. So, which is exactly what you need to do because they would be like, Hey, sing this like Katy Perry or whoever it was at the time. Whitney Houston. Yeah. Sing it like Whitney Houston or whoever. And so I, um, I, I started kind of getting known as a demo singer around town. And then I started meeting like really great big songwriters who had had huge hits and stuff. And so I was in the circle of really, you know, great talented people at 18, 19. Yeah. That's how it happened. So it, you know, Educate me on the music world. So a demo singer, you would write or you would sing. Someone else would write the song. You would sing on it. And then they would give that to the artist and say, this is like your next song. Exactly. Yeah. Because most sing, um, most songwriters aren't great singers. They right. just can really write great songs. And so when they sing it, it's not really, you know. Sound, it doesn't like it doesn't inspire sound, the artist to be like, I can hear myself exactly. Exactly. singing this. Totally. But when they've got a great voice on their lyrics. And it's like, wow, this is inspiring and I can get into it. Then exactly. like, I want that song. Totally. Yeah. So these writers would hire you or the production houses would hire yep, you. Yeah, the writers. Yep. And what would that be like? What would that pay be like? Like 200 bucks. That's it. Just yeah. to sing on it. Record you go, it for an hour it. or two. And yeah, yeah. You do your backgrounds and done. Yeah. You're done and you take your money and you go. Then you never hear about it. Like, did it, did it get recorded? Did it not? You, you never really know. Wow. So did you ever do a song, a demo, and then it was like on the radio in a few months? No, I didn't because I actually wasn't um, doing demos that long. Like I think I did it about a year and then I got signed. So it was really fast for me. I got a really huge um, opportunity like very early on. And I remember everybody saying, you know, this just doesn't really happen. (laughs) Usually people don't move to LA and then get a deal and, you know, get a hit and then start touring and all that stuff. But it really was so super, super fast for Mm. me. 
So like if, a, if you wouldn't have been in Vegas, none of this would have ever happened. Right. Cause I, I, I had dreamed of being like, you know, a recording artist and making records, being on stage. I remember imagining myself on stage in front of like huge audiences when I was a little kid, but I never really, I never really knew how to do that, you know? So I never knew, oh, you should move to LA or New York and you should try and get a demo tape to, you know, the big executive or a manager or whatever. I just didn't know anybody who had done that or I didn't know who to ask, you know? Mm. Well, now was your parents kind of manage you at the time or what happened? You I moved mean, here alone or what? I moved here alone and Crystal was the only person that I knew. So it was wow. crazy. My poor parents. Where, you were know? You, where were you living when you're here? Um, I lived in Studio City. Okay. Yeah. Actually, the first place I moved to was on Ventura Boulevard mm. and uh, right off of literally walk, like I could just walk around the corner to Ventura Boulevard. And I remember being like so lonely. I would like walk up and down Ventura Boulevard and just be oh, like, do to do. What do I do now? Oh my gosh. It was crazy. You know, it's amazing. I didn't get into like crazy trouble or something like that, but I just, you know, I just started working super fast. So it was wow. crazy times. Wow. Okay. So you got signed quickly after. How'd you get signed? I got signed because, um, my, the guy that I was working with came to see me perform in the cover band. That was kind of how I was paying for my living was I still, uh, I found another cover band to, to sing in. And it was like the hot cover band of all cover bands. Like we would play all the like Hollywood parties and, Uh you know, so I, I got this taste of like the fine life and like all these celebrities and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. Um, so how'd you get that? I mean, how'd you even get I, on the band? Or? There was something called creative loafing. I don't know if it's still around or what, but like, um, or maybe it was the music connection. It was one of those. And I put, um, I was reading it one day and there was like ad for a singer, you Shut know? No yeah. Way. And I just, I just called them and then I met up with a guy and then I kind of like auditioned, you know, it, like basically just got and sat down at a piano and started singing. Do you play piano too? Yeah, I play piano. <clears throat> so you played and sang. Yeah. And then I was just like, you know, what do you think? And he said, all right, you're cool. Let's do this. So <laughs> that was it. It was, there was it. no, we'll call you back. He was like, okay, no. you've got, you got the chops. Yeah, basically. And, um, and he, he, he didn't like sign me up for all their gigs. He just kind of tried me out. Come try out this first gig. Yeah. And- I think he had me come sit in and there was another female mm. singer at the time. So like I just got up and sang a few songs and then like slowly after maybe like a week of like, you know, popping up there and singing a song or something, then I started getting my own gigs. You know, then he hired me for my like, oh, I was the singer then. You were, he was and like, then, okay, you're legit. Yeah, pretty much. So he, he tested me out. But I mean, that was, that was cool. Like I really got comfortable on stage and stuff like that. So it's pretty invaluable. All wow. that. All that timing. And what uh, what were your favorite cover songs to sing back then? I used to love to sing Cheryl Crow's "All I Wanna Do." Oh my god! Yeah. I loved that song because the the uh, the just have some like, fun. Yeah, that it was one. just like the way she sings that song too. Mm-hmm. The the rhythm she mm-hmm. used, like in the verses, were really offbeat. I, don't, mm. I know that's kind of, but it was so fun to like learn it and learn her mm. rhythm, the way she, the cadence she used. It was really like super artistic for a pop song. Now. I am completely, you know, I would say I'm average educated with music. Uh, my siblings and my parents are, you know, freaks of nature when it comes to music. But um, I would say that that song and Crush, there's some similarities, isn't cool. there? That's a good, that's a good, I like that. Are there, are there some similar, I mean, was that kind of influenced in the song? It, I don't 
I don't know. How you sing it? I don't know. Like it was, I was definitely listening to a lot of her music Mm. at the time. I can't say, you never really know. Like I know everybody always asks you, who were your influences? But like, I don't think you really know because you're listening to so much music and whatever. It's like, yeah, you morph into whatever. So I was Mm. listening to a lot of Mariah Carey at the time, Sheryl Crow, Fiona Apple, Alanis Morissette. It was just a little bit of everything really. Right. Interesting. Okay. So you started doing your own gigs yep. with the with this with the cover band. band. Yep. And then what happens? You're like doing around LA or you're, you're yep. going to celebrity parties. Yep. All that stuff. And then um, some label people came because um, I, I sang this version of Chain of Fools. And um, What's the that guy, song? Chain of Fools is Aretha Franklin's like. How's it go? Chain, chain, chain. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know that one? It's like a classic. Uh-huh. And um, I was doing that song and um, they were like, hey, we should do a remix of this song. Mm. So this guy, Muhammad Moretta, he was this awesome DJ on uh, on Groove. I forget the name of the station, but it was an LA station. And he just did for free. He just did this, or originally it was for free. Um, he did this cool remix. I did this really basic um, like track voice, you know, of chain of fools. And, um, and then he took the vocal and created a remix around it. And it was really, really cool. Like I loved it. I totally loved it. I was like, Oh my God, I cannot believe he did that. You know, (laughs) how did he do that? But it was so, so cool. And it started kind of going up the charts and there was nothing behind it really. Mm. And people started going like, who is this chick? Like what is going on? You know? So that's really how I got my start. Then Adel, the the record company that signed me originally um, is a German company and they saw this thing kind of popping out of nowhere. And then they flew to, they they were opening up a company in New York and they flew um, to California to, to meet with me and stuff. So that's really how it happened. Then, you know, we, we got a little bit of a budget to go finish. What's a little, 10, 20 grand or something? Yeah, or? yeah. I think I got my signing bonus was like $22,000. That's not bad for a 19 year old. You're yeah, rich. I felt rich. You're rich I felt then. so rich. I felt like, I was like, wow, like this money will never run out. Yeah, right. Ever. Gone in two I months. think my rent was like $600 a month. Wow. It was awesome. Good okay, times. Good so, times. So, man, this happened so fast then. You're just like singing just to have fun and just to make some money to like live here. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I I did have these big ambitions, but I never really knew exactly. I, I remember like I was always pretty resourceful. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I did go make my own demo tape. And what I did was like I sang cover songs of like Celine Dion and wow. and I and Mariah Carey, I think was one and maybe like I forget who. Well, I think Melissa Etheridge was one because I was trying to show versatility. Sure. So I was doing like could do very, everything. yeah, I can do everything and just hire me, please, for your <laughs> for your d- demo singer, because I need to pay my $600 rent. Right. Um, so so I did that early on when I first moved here. And then I, I like anytime I would meet a new songwriter, then I would give it to him, you know, and I would say, please pass this to somebody or whatever. So I think I was, I knew to do that at least. That's pretty good. So you were yeah. like hustling, you were doing your little personal branding and yeah. kind of getting yourself out there. Yeah. A little bit. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So all this happened in basically like a year. You're doing a couple of like gigs with this cover band and then. You do this song. What is it called? Chain. What is it Chain called? Chain of Fools. Chain of Fools. You're in so much trouble for not knowing that song. I mean, I know when you sing it. Okay. I, I understand. I was, <laughs> I've heard it a bunch. I just don't know the name. Okay. And um, and then you get signed, and you get this budget, and you get the signing bonus, and then 
what happens next? And that was, and then Crush comes out, right? Pretty much, yeah. This like, is insane. So know, it's it like really in a year bad. or two. I just feel like it was kind of meant to be because it just yeah, was like it just happened, you know. And um, there was nothing I could I could have really forced to make. I was just so naive, you know. Sure. I didn't know, and um, it's like yeah, let's do it. Sure, let's do this. <laughs> awesome. I'm Sounds ready to fun. Yeah. Let's go. So, uh, so yeah, so I, um, I recorded the record with the budget and then, you know, we had more of a budget to actually make the record. Uh Um, but that was like my living money. And like a really funny story is when I signed my record, um, I had this little LeBaron convertible that I'd bought when I moved out to California. And it was just like this clunker really, but I loved it because it was convertible Uh and it was cute to me. But anyway, I got stuck. We went to this like really nice restaurant for my signing, like for the like celebration of me signing my record deal with Adel and then Hollywood records came in later and they were part of this too at this time. And, um, I pulled up to valet and my, my car quit (laughs) in the valet line in front of everybody and it was one of those where you couldn't like the whole line was right off of i think it was like sunset boulevard or something it was totally packed and i was the like awful person where my car stalled and they had to like move it they had to push it It, i was devastated but the great thing is then they gave me ten thousand more (laughs) dollars to go buy a car no way yeah perfect (laughs) so it actually was really good that's awesome yeah so funny so embarrassing oh my gosh (laughs) okay so you get the signing bonus everything happens and then what's the deal do they write these songs for you are you writing songs and then saying hey this is what i want on my my record or i was kind of like it was like a little bit of both at uh that time i wasn't like i I, now i write a lot i write for myself write for other artists and stuff write for different types of things like pop songs and commercials and different kinds of stuff but back then i was really scared to share my stuff that Mm. i'd written with people i was really why i just felt like it wasn't like i was surrounded by all these hit writers and i didn't really know what was good or what was, was mine as good as theirs or my idea stupid or, you know, mm. I just didn't have the confidence. Did you really. have enough experience? Or? Yeah, exactly. Did I know? Like, I don't really know. Like maybe they know. So, um, so anyway, I, I basically on the first record, I think I wrote like three of the songs, you know, okay. and the rest were other people's songs. But then my next record was like mostly songs written by me. And then my last couple records are all songs written gotcha. by me basically. Okay. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this, assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning PIVI Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. 
One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. So the record comes out. How long did it take to finish? Uh, I mean, like seven months, something seven like months. that. To write all the songs, to record it all, yeah, and just yeah. kind of like get it ready. Yeah. And so what happens then, or what happened, I guess, then? Was it like we release a single first and then that promotes the, the whole album or what's what happens? Well, usually um, a, a big label, you know, will like promote their artists, you know, a few months ahead of time. You'll set them up at like South by Southwest mm -hmm. or, you know, you'll go and, and you'll definitely want to Get create the buzz. The buzz. Yeah, 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 but there was none of that. There was none of that. It was just basically like this, um, the, pro the producer that I was working with took in the um, crush when we had had it mixed and everybody was like in our little tiny team of three people, you know, they were, we were like, this sounds like a hit, you know? And uh, <laughs> so we, we took it to this, this lady who was pretty high up in the industry. And then she took it to um, kiss FM LA and um, they started playing it immediately. Really? They tested it. They did like, hey, you know that like fly or die or whatever it is, those things where, you know, they, they play like a couple songs and, and listeners basically rate it. Do they like right. it? Do they hate it? Thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. Well, it just kept winning these battles. Wow. And I was like, every night my song would be the winner of the Shut battle. Up. So that's a huge station to get in noticed LA. by. I mean, in the like one of the biggest in the world, oh, basically. Wow. Like, so um, that they really broke me. And, and so it just was literally that easy. It was crazy. So this I just remember started. being like on the radio and being like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I'm on the radio. Wow. It was nuts. And you're like, you didn't feel like it was a struggle because it, it happened so young. Yeah. I everything mean, fell into place. Pretty much. I mean, once I moved to California, it happened really quickly. Um, but before that, like I had, you know, I'd been on the road for, you know, a few years by then. Doing cover stuff. Yeah. Doing cover stuff. I had really toured. When you were the country, 16. Yeah, like 17. Wow. Right after, you know, high school, I started touring. And, um, 
you know, it just, yeah, it happened so quickly. I mean, I'd already performed at an Olympics. What? Like I'd done, I'd done what, a lot 96? of stuff in 96. Oh my yeah, gosh. Cause it was Atlanta. What'd you do? Where I'm from. Oh my gosh. Did you yeah. do an anthem, an anthem or something? Or I did. Um, I was in a, the Joe's band, the cover band, you know, that I told you about wow. that, that band was chosen. The one that did all, all the Hollywood parties and stuff. That band was chosen to be, you know, the band for the Olympics. So we did that party. And I mean, I'd done some really cool stuff by the time I got a deal. I just feel like I had really good like instincts and luck. Wow. It's kind of crazy. That's incredible. <laughs> it was funny. So what were you doing before all this? I mean, always singing always when you were a kid. Yeah. Me and my brother both are singers and he's still a professional music mu- musician to this day. He, um, works, he does like a lot of choir work. So mm. he'll hire like the best singers in Nashville basically to come and, and, sing like whatever work is, you know, and he'll arrange the vocals and stuff like that. So he's, he's very talented. Wow. He's an amazing singer himself. So, um, we, we work together a lot actually, and he's a producer as well. So w- anyway, young days, we, we'd sing duets together and we were those geeky kids, you wow. know, who, you know, just, just were the local, you know, whatever my, my dad was a contractor. So he, um, he would build a shopping center, like a local shopping center. And then on opening day, he would like, Asked the owner of the shopping center if it would be okay if we were the entertainment for wow. the opening day. That's amazing. So we started getting familiar with just being on stage at like, I think I was like nine or so when Jeez. I started being on, on stage. And uh, it was just like people would be like, oh, they're so cute. You know, sure. it was just like we weren't good. We were just like cute kids, basically. Yeah. But we thought we were good, you know, and we thought it was like a big deal. And people took us really seriously. And my dad had us do like Tony Robbins, like whatever that ultimate power or mm-hmm. something like that. Sure. As a family, I remember like, what are your biggest dreams? I'm like, I want to be. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I remember like choose, choosing a producer that had I had seen on somebody's album mm-hmm. credits. And I was like, I want to work with so-and-so, you know, and stuff and, like that. And you did it. I did. <laughs> I'm not him exactly, but I did go to dinner with him once. Wow. It was cool. So stuff like that, you know, just like we, and then we went to a performing arts high school, both of us. And okay. then we went to like these college classes in, in the summers that were like for college kids, but we were accepted into this program called Governor's Honor. So I feel like I got a lot of like training, training early on. Yeah. Sure. Cause that wow. performing arts school was like intense. This is good. Now, this is crazy. Okay. <laughs> so when did you know that you actually had some good talent then? Because you were nine and you're like, we thought we were good, but we weren't. But, you know, what what age did you realize, whoa, like people are actually responding where they're kind of blown away or really inspired? I think um, when I was like a junior in high school, I because it was a performing arts school, mm. there was a lot of talent around. So it was everyone like was good. Everybody was good, especially the seniors. I was a junior, but all the seniors were really good. Like it was a great class of people, and um and so I was like the one, the younger one, right? That was like coming up behind sure, them, you know. Sure. And then I started like um, auditioning for all these these things, and then I started kind of getting them, you know. So it's like something happened that junior year mm. where I started winning everything, you know, winning any competition I was in or getting noticed or getting chosen for that governor's honors thing. And so I started being like, okay, now I think I must be I must be good because people keep asking <laughs> Never, me to do this, you know. And you were just do you just like sing all day or what was it like back then? I remember my dad and mom being like, shut up. You know, like from downstairs, I'd be up and I'd just be like obsessing over other singers, wow. like vocal licks or, you know, just like tone. I was really into like trying to 
emulate things, not because yeah. I wanted to be them, but I just wanted to be able to do stuff with my voice that I wasn't able to do. So, so give me an example. Can you like show an example of how you would practice this or train or like you're going to emulate Whitney Houston versus another popular singer back then like what would you do like i think it was just like a really like a technical thing that maybe people wouldn't find interesting i don't know but like well, i'd be interested okay perfect all right <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll do it we'll do it so like it, like for instance at the time it was mariah carey you know mm-hmm. and she she was doing like vision of love you know that's I, this amazing song and then there was another song called Va- vanishing and vanishing was really soulful and uh and it was really like bluesy almost mm. and being from the south like i just really responded to that sound and i i mean I'm, I'm a white chick you know i can only do so much right I'm if thinking, you say so i'm thinking you know you so, so i was just like okay i can do this i can do this and i was like <laughs> Uh, you're vanishing. So, okay, like instead of being like vanishing, I would be like, shing. Those little, little, little mm. things, you know, I would just be like, okay, and I would try and do exactly the timing that she would do. And so, like, if I wasn't exactly with her, then I would just do it until I could do it, wow. you know? So, I didn't know that I was like trying to. Um, like hone my skills, but I was doing it because it was fun to me. Yeah, I wasn't like super serious. I just, I just, just loved wanted it. to match it. I just was like, I can do this. And wow. then, especially like high notes, um, I really wanted to be able to hit high notes, you know. And I, I that would be something that I was struggling with, you know. So like that's when my parents would be like, shut wow. up, you know, because I would be, I would sing a high note over and over and over and over again until I could do it, you know. So. This stuff is fascinating to me. <laughs> it's probably fascinating because I can't do it. That, you know, like half is. See, as well but it's as a lot of it's practice, and I of didn't course. even know I was practicing. Sure, but I I was just so drawn to it that mm. I that was fun to me. So like when everybody was like going to like you know pool parties and stuff like that as a kid, I just was like more interested in like learning mm. to sing and being in contests and stuff like that. That's cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did some of that stuff, but I wasn't like every weekend doing mm. stuff like that. Would you have, uh, you know, if you were 16 again and American Idol was on? Yeah. Would you have auditioned for it? I'm sure I would have. Yeah. yeah I'm sure I would have. Or like X Factor or whatever, you know, the voice. Yep. I'm sure I would have. Yeah. Because, I mean, as a kid, you don't know what to do and you think, like, somebody's got answers. I'm going there. <laughs> you know? So, I, I mean, I would, you know, I would, yeah, definitely. What do you think of those those shows, those competitions? I think um, they're great in in the aspect that it's it's like overnight exposure, and like you can go from zero fans to like millions of fans. Um, but they pay such a high price, really, because they're like you know basically they're walking in with a contract that they kind of have to sign that they can't. If negotiate. they get signed, this is your contract. This is if your you con- win. Here's it, the contract. Yeah, it's like if you want to be on this show, here's the contract. Sign it. Wow. You can't really negotiate unless you have some kind of leverage, which most people don't like, um, you know, unless you're, I mean, unless they really, really want you, like everybody gets the same contract and they're intense contracts. Like they are, do you know, do you want, do you know what they are or have you I heard mean, of- I don't know if they're different for everybody, but I just know that they're like 360 deals, which is like they get a portion of your Everything. merchandising, your touring. And this goes for, for a long, long, long period of time. Wow. So, you know, they pay a really high price. So it's like if they can do it on their own, it's always better, you know, to do that because then you're going to see more, but it, it's really a toss up. Like, you know, it's just what makes the most sense. Sure. Sure. That person and if they could do it on their own or not right okay yeah well 
Unfortunately, that's not what you did. Or I guess fortunately, that's not what you did. Yeah. You got signed and then you became a huge star basically overnight, I guess you could call it, when this, this record went out. And Crush was like number one that whole summer or whenever it was. And what was that like then? You were touring. I was touring the like, world, really. Yeah. Were you like instant celebrity then when you came back to the States? Did people know you? And yeah. like you were on every much, radio station. Yeah. Everyone wanted to get a piece of you. Mm-hmm. I was doing like, uh, you know, 14 interviews a day and, wow. you know, getting up at like 530 in the morning for makeup and television, the early morning show and, you know, going to bed after like a, a late dinner with like all the people that I needed to, you know, rub elbow. What is what do they say? Rub elbows. Sure, yeah. That's the strangest. <laughs> I never thought about how weird that <laughs> phrase is. Um, yeah, like I had to do all those meet and greets and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So just be like a daily. It was a machine. How long did that last for? Years. Years. Yeah. Really. Insane. Yeah. Wait. And then you kind of do it again when you go to promote your second record, which was for me was in two thousand one. You just get up and you do it again, basically. You, wow. you and you hope that it goes as well as your original does, you mm-hmm. know, it's always like, you know, no matter what level of success you have, I feel like everybody, you know, is always like hoping that they can reach that success yeah. again. So, okay. So crush was number one for however many weeks. Well, I'll do the research and figure it out. But, um, did you ever have another song that hit number one? No, I, I, I never had a number one. I had some top fives, um, and I had some hits, but especially around the world, not really in America. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, my second record was released the week of September 11th. And, no way. Um, yeah, it was just terrible timing. I mean, music really um, was on hold, and the song that um, that I was releasing as the single was like all about like these days, everything's wonderful. And, oh, man. You know, everything's like No, awesome. I wanted to hear that song. Oh, no. I didn't even want to sing it. I was embarrassed to promote it because it just felt so inappropriate. And... um. And yeah, it just like it pretty much just came and went in America. But fortunately for me, I got to go overseas and do some tours and stuff like that. So the life of the record was extended through, you know, the world, the world. basically. Um, and there was a song called Stranded that became a big hit as well. All around the world. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And we, yeah. and we talked before during lunch that like... You know, Italy is probably the place you're most w- well known, right? I mean, that's I, I. It's hard for me to know, to be honest, but mm-hmm. I um I love being in Italy and I love the people there, and I always like receive a really major, yeah, yeah, like a huge warm welcome. It's gotta feel nice. Yes, that's <laughs> the best country in the world to be loved. I just want to go there <laughs> as often as possible. That's incredible. Okay, so. It's been 15 years about, right? Yep. Is that what it's been? What was it? 1998? Okay. It was released in some places. It was released in 99. Okay. Yeah. It's called 15 years. Yeah. Now, some would say that you had your biggest success, you know, your first time around, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some would say, like, I came and went. Based on results. Yeah. What you've created for, I guess, you know, how we view things as being successful. Yeah. You had a number one when you first came out, and in 15 years, you haven't had a number one. Right. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Well, I think I used to get my feelings hurt. I used to be like, I'm not a one-hit wonder. You guys are crazy. Like, <laughs> I have toured this world, and I have had other hits, and whatever. And um, But like then, one day, I just woke up, and I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, I actually have been like successfully living as a musician, as a performer, as an artist. Mm. I mean, I've done... I've done so many cool things. Like I've performed for the Pope. I've, wow. you know, I've, I've, I sing on one of 
in the first MTV show in China. And it was like the, the first rose, it was their first like, um, thing that their first show that wasn't controlled by the government. So it was like a big deal, right? And the first few rows was all military. And they told me if I like said anything inappropriate or wore anything inappropriate, I would go to jail. Shut up. Yeah. So like stuff like that, I've, I've experienced so much as a singer. My, my singing has taken me so many cool places. And I mean, this has been throughout my career. It's not, you know, I went to Russia a couple of years ago. It wasn't just the first couple of years. Yeah. So it's like really just that people don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, and they don't know that I've gone and done some really cool things all around the world but in america i have i've really not done as many things as um as around the world to be honest but um but i've done a lot of cool things in america that people don't know about like you know i've written songs for commercial campaigns and um you know i I co-wrote a song with smash mouth recently for their single and um you know i've just gotten to do i've I've written songs with a lot of up-and-coming artists Mm -hmm. that should be coming out within the next year or so so you know just like really cool stuff like that that i'm i'm proud you know that i've been able to do that and 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 it hit me at one point too like why in the world would i ever feel bad about like doing something that most people could never, never like have yet. never done. Mm. And like, that's like, you only got one gold medal. Like what a loser. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? I was like, what, what is yeah. happening? I just stopped fully. I stopped mm. subscribing to that thought. Interesting. Now, you why know? did you stop subscri- subscribing to that? I think because I, well, I got How to, old were you? uh, I was, I was thinking I was like 28, 28, okay. you know, by that time, so you about know, 10 years or in the business, like you get beaten down pretty good. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, you just have to keep motivating yourself and, and knowing, you know, finding that inner strength to, to keep going and to keep it fun and that sort of thing. And, and at a certain point it wasn't fun. I felt like, like, you know, my managers weren't great. Like I didn't have the support that I needed. Um, I felt very alone in the business and I didn't know if I really had any true believers, mm. you know, I just was like, man, this sucks, you know? And, uh, and I just was like, do I even want to do this anymore? Mm. I really hit that rock bottom where I was just like, wow. I've done a lot of really cool things. Maybe I just pack my bags and go and do something cool, you know, something else. But it's like, it just, the second that you do that, then like that really cool thing around the corner happens and you're like, all right, well, I guess I'm meant to do this, you know? <laughs> so I, I would always find my, myself sucked back in, whether really? it be like a, you know, a song got placed in, you know, Laguna Beach or, you know, a show that I, or a movie or wow. something that I would just be like, well, that was awesome, you know, and, and it's just like always kept me going, yeah. you know, right when, right when my fire was like about to, yeah, about to fade. die. Yeah. I was just like, all right, well, cool. I still got it. Right. <laughs> you and, know? And so this was like the last you know, handful of years you were kind of out of it, right? You were kind of like, uh, you lost your drive or your passion as much, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. My, I actually lost my parents in 2008, oh. Oh my gosh. 2008. My, my mom had been having like some lung issues and she passed away in January of 2008. And then, um, and my mom and dad were together, you know, like mm. really, really awesome couple. And then two weeks later, my dad passed away. Oh my God. He had a heart attack. No way. Yeah. It was terrible. It was really, really terrible. And so, um, we just like my brother and I just totally struggled, you know? And, and that's about when I just, I just really lost the will to fight. You know what I mean? My fight was low already. I felt like I was saying, like I, I started feeling very alone mm. in the business and like, who cares, you know, does anybody care? And, uh, like, 
I just, I, I had always had like such a will and such a strong drive and, um, passion and, you know, fight. And, and that fight was just gone. Like I just didn't have an enemy. So, you know, I just got really down and, and I did have a deal at the time with a company called Glore, um, a German company. And I had one record deal with them. And, um, so I, I did a lot of like traveling and touring. It was good, like distraction almost mm. made, made a record with them, sure. but my heart was just broken, you know? And, and then like two years later, that huge flood in Nashville happened. I don't know if people know about that here, but like, um, or anywhere, <laughs> but, um, you know, this huge flood happened and people's homes were like destroyed. And my parents home, my dad was a builder. He was a contractor and he had built like he had, he had built like parts of the home and it was destroyed. Like mm. it was just like, and I just felt like, man, I mean, I was just starting to, and then we had to like rebuild this home and all this stuff. There was a lot to deal with wow. around that. And then like, um, yeah, it just like, I just was like exhausted. So I think that was like almost like a, um, a, a time where I really found myself in a different way sure. and I, I found my fight again, you know, like I, after all that, I was just like, Dang, if I can get through all of this, like I can, you know. In a couple of years, right? Yeah, now. Was totally. it 2010 when the flood happened or what? Yep, 2010. And then, are you ready for this? Bring it. Then I got melanoma cancer. Mm. And Explain what that is. It's like, it's, it's like, it looks like a sunspot basically. And, um, and I had a little uh, spot on my cheek, on my, like right, on my right cheek. And, uh. And I, I was like, what is this? I went to a dermatologist and they were, they put some kind of chemical on it and it went away for a minute. And then I went back like six months later and, and they, it, it had come back. And then I guess that's a bad sign. Mm. And so I had to have surgery twice. Wow. And it was just like, what the heck is going on? You know? So it was just like, bam, bam, bam. But I think what happened during all that time, I'm fine now, by the way. Well, I'm, good I'm, to hear. Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. But like, um, you know, it took some time to heal wow. and all that stuff. And during that, it just like, I, I've, you know, I found my fight again. I, I have a stronger will to live than I ever have after seeing my parents pass away, mm. having that like brush with death myself. And, and like, now I'm just like, man, I just want to do what makes me happy. And that's what it's about, mm. you know? So I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to do. I don't really care what anybody thinks. Mm. Like I used to care a lot. I don't care at all. Like not in a bratty way, sure. like in just like a, this is like, we have one life basically. Mm. Like if your heart calls you to do something, it's important to do it. You know? So I think I never really thought about it like that because my early days were so spontaneous and I was so like led in a way. Sure. And now like, I'm, it's just a different thing. Like now I'm like, what do I want to do? Like, what do I really want to do? So what is that? It's cool. What do you want to do? So I want to do a million things like always. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a million things, but, um, I, I have a lot of really cool projects in the works that I'm super excited about. And they're just like little departures from what I've always done. And they're like little growth spurts for me. Like for instance, over the last several years, you know, like I said, I've placed a bunch of music and film and television mm, and feel cool. commercials and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. And it's just like its own, it's, it's its own thing. I released a record on my own. I, Ticket to radio. So like I've had a major deal. I've had an indie deal and I've released a record on my own. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like I've learned what is it like to do that? What's it like to do that? What's it like to do that? And so I've learned little bits and pieces along the way that now 
I'm really like inspired to create um, a place where singers can come and they it, like they don't have maybe a friend of the family or something like that where they can say like, what do I do? How do I make it? What do I how do I get a song in my favorite television show? What do I do to get a song in an ad campaign? Like, mm-hmm. what if I don't know anybody? What if I live in Timbuktu? Like, what if, you know, there's no chance for me or whatever? You know, I just want because I remember that feeling of not knowing what to do and it stinks, you mm-hmm. know? So I just really want it's the first time in history, I feel like, where artists have distribution on their own because through TuneCore and iTunes and YouTube and all these these things that are fingertips for mm-hmm. free if you know how to navigate it well then it, like opportunities galore basically mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people out there doing it wrong and they're basically wasting their time yeah. and it and it sucks because they're spending a lot of time or m- a lot of money and they really don't know how to to get it to people yeah. you know just like maybe they've got like 30, you know, 30 plays on their YouTube channel and, you know, it's like their family and friends or whatever, you know, or they have to beg every, please like my page, (laughs) you know, or whatever. And just, there's a lot more ways that they can, you know, they don't have to struggle quite Mm, as much. So, mm. and you've learned a lot of how to do it all through like trial and error and figuring out yourself. Yeah, exactly. Trial and error. So I'm kind of, I'm, um, I'm going to be doing a podcast Mm -hmm. like you, um, for, for singers basically where I'll, I'll be interviewing artists and people who have had really big careers and people who are just great for just incredible teachers for young artists or artists of any age really who still have like the desire to to crush it there you go and when is it gonna come out when are you gonna start this soon soon right okay cool yeah well i'll link it up on the show notes whenever you launch it so people have a link for it perfect thank you that's cool i mean what do you think of the breakthrough (laughs) artist i think it's cool that's what it's called. Okay. Good. I'm glad you like it. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> awesome. Good. What if I didn't like it? That would have sucked. You would have just been like, wah, wah. You would have killed my dreams. Way Break to go. Artist. I like that. No, it's good. Cool. But you don't care what I, anyone thinks anyway. So. That's true. Good point. Okay. I do. I said, I said, not in a bratty way. Not in a bratty sure, way. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting because there's so many artists that are making six, multiple six figures who are kind of like indie artists, I guess, or just local artists and haven't really hit a major scene, yep. but they're finding ways to market themselves specifically online and, uh, capture their a thousand true fans or whatever yeah. to buy tickets, buy merchandise, buy, buy and their those songs. those are the people that I want to interview. Also yeah. even bigger stars. Like Macklemore's like and yeah. I mean, he's obviously gone like completely, you know, crazy worldwide. Yeah. That's a different, a different level. But, um, I think it's going to be really cool to speak to people who, yeah, who have like a indie following and, and there are really different ways to approach mm. the industry. If you want to be a big pop star, you want to approach it this way. If you want to go indie and tour and you want to approach it that way, you know? So stuff like that. I just want to like pull the nuggets from those people who are doing it well. Right. And hopefully people will learn and without making the same mistakes because artists always make the same mistakes for generations. We're making the same mistakes and it's so silly, you know, giving your rights away and all that stuff. Like you just don't have to do it. We don't have to keep doing that now. Right. Right. I've got a guy, maybe you want to interview. He's not as uh, well known as you, but his name is Randy Williams. And he, it's interesting. He uh, has like this this van that he bought that runs on like oil, like uh, kitchen oil. Yeah. Like from, you know, like yeah. he'll go to a restaurant and he'll get their oil. It's so Willie Nelson of him. And he'll freaking, he'll fuel his whole tour from like 
kitchen stops. That's amazing. I'm getting these bags of like vegetable oil. I think or whatever that's awesome. It is. And then he's got his whole merch thing set up in his van, in his like van. He's got a bed that folds out. Yeah. Everything. It's incredible. That is crazy. And he's got like tour gigs set up all the time. Yeah. And he goes like, becomes so really like, good friends with the people at these places. So he always goes back every year. So it's like, if that's the life that you want and you're like, <laughs> I, I just want to tour no matter what that, and, and that's what you, you just want the experience of yeah. it. That's the way to go. But if you don't want to get in a van and go across, you know, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> then right. there's probably a different, there's other ways. There's other ways. Yeah. There's yeah. multiple ways to make money and get your music out there exactly. and be heard and be, and be found. So, yeah. And that's what you're going to be showing people. Basically and, all the different ways and, and how to do it. Different approaches. I yeah. love it. I Thank love you. it. Thanks. So besides that, what else is up for you? And what are you really, I don't know. What are you really excited about creating? I'm working on a new EP right now. That's mm. really fun. Um, I'm excited about that just because like I said, the last several years have just been like, whoa, so I've just got like, I am just enjoying like creating music, you Mm -hmm. know? So that's a big thing. And, uh, I'm doing some, uh, guest vocal kind of things. I just did a thing with York, the band York. Um, there's a song called under the lost under the sun that I just did. Um, and it did really well in the trance, um, world, the house trance world. Yeah. So fun. Like, I'm just really into just doing I stuff like that. I gotta hear that song. Yeah. What's I it bet called? you'd like it. It's called Lost Under the Sun. Lost Under the Sun? Yeah. And um, it's, it's uh, York featuring Jennifer Page. But there's, um, there's a couple different remixes of it. And uh, I have a favorite. Um, I'll know when I see. But there are okay. like several different versions. So are you doing more of that? Because I mean, that seems like the big the big hit right now is the house trance scene, right? I'm in, I'm totally into that. You are? Yeah. I mean, here's what yeah. I like. The coolest house or trance songs, I don't even know like the differences between them, but the coolest ones for me are what I call the crazy high girl voices. Yeah. <laughs> Where you got some crazy totally. high girl voice like singing in the background, right. belting it out. You don't even know what she's singing, but it's like, this is epic. Right. <laughs> Totally. I think you'd be great at that. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I got that. I got, you got that. that. No, I just, I, I like basically don't want to limit myself. I want to, sure. you know, I'm doing, I want, I'm doing those kind of things with different artists. That stuff's really, really cool. Um, creating my own EP, which is, is super fun. Mm-hmm. And then like this big project with the, the podcasting and, cool. and with the young, you know, younger artists and stuff. And I think it's just, I'm like excited to see where it all leads because uh-huh. it's all, it feels like a really like a resurgence in a way. Mm. So, um, I know it's for something like mm. it feels big yeah. for my life. That's great. So, so it's a, it's a cool time for me. It's great. It's really fun. It's a great uh, part of your journey. Yeah. Huge. Now, if you could perform with one artist, who would you want to perform with or work with or wow. sing on, sing with or whatever? Right now, I'm really into, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. I hope I don't go blank like I usually do when I try and f- uh, <laughs> figure out somebody's name. I've been listening to him, like, all day. Um, Is there a song? Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about Talk about it. Talk about talk it. Talk about it. Um, Who's that by? Uh, that's what I'm, uh, what is wrong with me? I don't know. Hold but, on. like, he's this amazing artist that I'm so, so, so into it. Um Anyway, uh, it's not Daniel. No, not Daniel Powder. Let me see. Um, oh, well, I'll anyway, anyways, he's amazing. And, okay. and the whole, the whole thing is that he's, he's like, he's kind of like a Bruno Mars, Justin uh. Timberlake, like, but he's edgier 
And he, he does, and I, I love, um, I love like Lissy and Ellie Goulding, oh, and yeah. like, I mean, that's my kind of music. Like right sure. now, I'm just like obsessed with that kind of music. So that's cool. Um, it's like great singers who have really modern sounds. Like the production is is really modern, and I love, I love like yeah. the beat and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I've been really listening. That's cool. But anyway, those those are the kind of people I'm That's really cool. into working with right now. Mm. Okay, what like um, someone who who's not with us anymore? What what singer would you love to like do a duet with? Hmm, man, uh, I, I'm thinking of a lot of people right now, but like, I don't know why. Like, I just have always loved Johnny Cash. Mm. I just I don't know if it's because I'm from the South and he's been so built up sure. or what, but like I I like love Johnny Cash music, yeah. which is really a, an, a like a curveball I know, <laughs> but like um, I think he would be maybe I just want to know him. Sure, I think okay. I just want to be friends with him. <laughs> okay, like I want to be like I want to be invited for dinner to a party with him. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. What type of advice would you give uh, you know a young artist who's got passion for singing or playing music? And maybe they're a teenager or about to go into college and they're from a small town and maybe they're listening right now and they've got this passion and they're constantly, they listen to the things you talked about when you were growing up and they're like, gosh, that's what I do. I'm like trying these little melodies and this thing and these techniques and I don't even know I'm doing it, but I'm just like trying to match this. What, um, you know, what do you tell someone like that? Like, what do you tell them to do for the next step or to, you know, about their journey? Well, for me, it, like if you if you really break down my journey or other people's journeys who've kind of made it, I think it's about um, getting as good as you can at what you're doing, mm. whatever, like knowing who you are as an artist. Like I didn't know who I was as an artist, but I kind of knew I knew the beginning of that. Like I knew what I wasn't and I knew what I was and what I could do well. And so I think it's important that they, they learn how to do that. Well, like do what they do well and not try and be somebody they're not. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you don't want to like be a dance artist, you know, like, I don't know, dress the part, you know, if you want to be a dance artist, go buy some leotards right now today. (laughs) 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 But like, you know, I don't know. I think it's about getting good at your craft and being as many places as you can be, be so like, you know, putting yourself in awkward positions like contests and local shows. And, you know, if you ever hear about like a local event where there's going to be music people there go, it's Mm. always good. And I think the biggest thing that people aren't using is the internet. Right. I mean, you can tweet people like, how did I meet you? We tweeted Twitter. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's not like, Hey, please listen to my music and don't spam people with your like sure. link. But like, if you really are interested in somebody and you follow them and you start to get to know a feeling of that, the, these people, like you can really reach out to yeah. a ton of people that That's way. True. And I mean, it doesn't even have to be like creepy. You, you can be really <laughs> cool. And, sure. and they may just happen to like, Hey, that person's cool. Like I'm going to check them out, you know, or whatever. It, you just never know what yeah. can happen. So I think it's about becoming a really resourceful that's the like biggest that. deal it's funny you know when you i saw your message on twitter 
I can't remember. I think you'd like listen to a podcast. I was like, Oh my gosh, I just discovered your podcast and I freaking loved it. I was like, it was really, really good. I loved it. Yeah. And so I tweeted you that and that was that. Yeah. And I remember, so I was like, who is this person? So I'd never heard of your name before. (laughs) It's just like, who's this singer? Special now. (laughs) Well, I was like, who is this? So I, you know, I, what I usually do if I get a nice compliment, I'm like, all right, what's, who is this person? Right. What's their website look like? Right. Exactly. To know if I know them or something. And I, Went to your website, and I told you this story already. I went to your website. <laughs> I go there, and there's a, <laughs> there's a video, you know, on the page or whatever that says "crush," and so I click it, and I was like, "What is this like cover song?" <laughs> You're like, she sounds pretty good. She's I was like, pretty good. I was like, man, this is a really high production value cover video. I'm like, yeah, that and video I was like, costs like half a million dollars. <laughs> I was like, man. Is this the artist? <laughs> but I was like, yeah. dang, I remember this song. And uh, that's how it happened. It was, it was pretty funny for me. It was I fun- love it. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> You're like, wow, she has really taken this cover seriously. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what is going Man. on here? <laughs> that's no, awesome. but it was a cool, it was a fun experience. And now we're here in yeah. LA hanging out. And I think chatting. that's how things happen. Yeah. You know, you just like kind of put yourself out on a limb. I mean, you might have thought I was a weirdo, like being like, hey, I loved your, I don't know. Nah, you know, but nah. like, Someone compliments me. It's, you know, I'll take it. Okay, you'll take it. All right, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> and most people, I guess, would be that way, too. Yeah, yeah. But it, sometimes I think as a new artist, like, you you feel like people are going to, like, be, look down on you. Like, mm. oh, sh- why would I talk to you? Sure, like, you sure. know how it is. It's like if you yeah. respond to people, you know, who follow you, they're sometimes like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you responded to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it, you realize, like, people all around the world, we, we all struggle with that. Like, yeah, and you know, I would say it's also tough to, like... Because if you are reaching out to someone uh, who you want to get their attention with, like say there's an artist who wants to connect with you, you may get contacted constantly by young artists looking for advice or looking for you to check out their demo yeah. or hey, listen to my stuff. Yeah. You're like, you've heard these you know, for 15 years. Right. So you, I think if you're going to reach out to someone, really set yourself up to win by having some talent and backing up what you want them to like Definitely. check out. Don't just like say, Hey, will you check this out and give me feedback? No, but, like, it's like spam. Yeah. Then come nobody with, likes like, that. Like be inspiring. Yeah. And like give, show them something that they're like, Whoa, who is this person? And I want to respond to them. Yeah. As opposed to just like, can you give me advice? I'm starting out. Totally. Like research it, YouTube or Google it. Yeah. I think that's a really good point because a lot of times people are very lazy about how they approach a situation. It's like if they just did their homework, they'd be like a million Mm, miles like ahead of all the others. So that's really good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I could uh, I could learn about the music business from you all day, but uh, <laughs> that's why you are launching. What's it called? The Breakthrough Artist. Yep. The Breakthrough Artist. TBA. <laughs> TBA. <laughs> and uh, it'll all be sh- it'll all be linked up on the show notes over at lewishouse.com. So make sure to check out and subscribe to that podcast if you are an artist or if you just want to hear Jennifer sing on there or talk interview about really cool people and too. interview celebrities and when musicians you make it and- as a singer, I'm going to interview you. <laughs> Me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when you make it, you are on my, my you know, podcast. You know what I want to do? Tell me. I want to. I haven't learned the chords to your song, but I want to learn the chords to your song and and have you sing like a line. That'd or be like fun. the chorus to crush. Right. Let's do after it. after this. I'll record. I'll have my buddy record a video of it, and we'll, I'll put it up on the awesome. the show notes. Let's. Do I'm it. actually terrified by saying this now because I don't like. Oh, we're doing put it. my put myself out there we're musically, but uh, yeah. Um, that would be fun. That so, would be hilarious. so the show notes, you'll see that. LewisHouse.com, and then um, also the podcast for Jennifer. 
And I want to ask you the last question. Okay. Which is, what is your definition of greatness? Ooh, that's a good one. My definition of greatness is probably like, I think it's pretty rare, actually. Greatness Mm. is pretty rare. You might have like a great moment. And I think like greatness is when like you're really in the flow and everything's coming together and like all you're hitting all the areas, like all at once, you know, you've got your, your family's in check, your business is in check, you know, your friendships and you, you maybe got some money in the bank and like you can travel and see the world and meet new people. And like, I don't know, it's like most of the time we're like, you know, we're, we're struggling in one area cause we're focusing maybe on another area so much or whatever. So it's like really hard to find that balance. But like, for me, greatness would be like when I'm really like all my areas are in check and I'm like really, I don't know, like kind of living my idea of like my, my potential, mm. like, you know, really reaching and, and, and kind of, yeah, l- like pe- I think it's a peaceful thing. You know, I think when you feel greatness, it's like this peace, peaceful feeling, you know, of like I did it, you know, I'm doing it. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. So where can we, where can we connect with you online? Uh, I would say, um, go to jenniferpage.com. It's P A I G E. Um, and that's probably the best place because all my like social links and stuff are there. And then also, um, everybody can download a free song if they go there. Oh snap. Yes. It's a new one too. It's brand new. All right. And it's, I really like it. All right. We'll link up to that as well. But, uh, yeah, check out jenniferpage.com and at jenniferpage on Twitter and Instagram now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jennifer cool. Page Music. Yep. Jennifer Page Music, music, music on Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. I, I acknowledge you for being the sweetest guest I've oh, had on thank here. Thank you. That's You huge. are a, an amazing human being. Thank Again, we've you. only connected it a little bit. But uh, you are definitely a gift thank you. to the world sweet. and extremely talented. Thank and you. your heart is enormous. So thank you for thank you. everything you've created, the inspiration you've brought to this earth the fun the play the romance the harmony i mean you did make out to my song so i, did make I guess out there to it. is romance. exactly That's exactly good. so i will always you. have that yes we will <laughs> but uh i really appreciate you coming on thanks thank Jennifer. you so much thanks I hope you guys enjoyed this one with Jennifer and make sure to go check out the show notes over at lewishouse.com and uh, watch me sing a little song with Jennifer and let me know what you think. Uh, Hopefully I don't embarrass myself too much, but we did like one take and we didn't even practice and Jennifer, you know, didn't know the words. So we're all just trying to figure it out and make it happen and uh, just had fun with it. So um, check that out. Feel free to share this episode over on Twitter and Facebook and let your friends know about it all over the internet. Um, again, there's some quick, easy share buttons that you can post with over at the show notes at lewishouse.com and make sure to check out Jennifer's stuff as well. She's got some new songs coming out. We're going to link it all up in the show notes for you so you can have it all to you and access at your fingertips. I appreciate you guys for listening. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's an honor and it's a privilege to, be in your ears each and every week and introduce you to some of the most inspiring 
friends and guests that I get to have on here. And it's because of you that I get to continue to have awesome guests and awesome information to share to the world. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Thank you for promoting it, for sharing it with your friends, and for just being dedicated to stepping up in your life and getting the results you want. And if this can provide a little bit of inspiration for you throughout your day, throughout your week, and kind of give you that boost you want and need to take it to the next level, then I'm uh, super happy that it does that for you. So again, thanks so much for tuning in. And you guys know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Inspiration right now before I'm going on stage from prayer. Oh gosh, I got nothing. Nothing? Nothing. I just like, you know, I'm just like in the zone. I'm like, you can do this. You got this. This is gonna be so fun. You're just a pro. I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Do it all the way. Okay. Do it all the way, Lewis. Okay. You got this. money on everything for your spring projects at menards we have all of your garden and landscaping essentials master garden premium garden soil contains a slow release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months it produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs say big on menards great selection of garden and landscaping products compare brands in store or online at menards.com
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. 